0: Coming up on a huge edition of NRL teams. Nathan Cleary sees a shoulder specialist to determine if his season is over. We discuss how the Blues and Panthers can replace the game's best player. Katoni Staggs nears a long-awaited return, but where will Kevi put his future playmaker? As the Broncos fight to avoid the wooden Spoon, and a favourite son returns to an unfamiliar Leichhardt Oval as the West Tigers look to recover from storm damage. Hello welcome to NRL Teams. Yes, plenty going on in the world of rugby league as we turn our attention from origin back to the NRL. To all of our fans out there, sorry to keep you waiting. We've had some technical difficulties as we broadcast this to you from our lounge rooms. I'm Zach Bailey. Joined by two (laughs) proud Blues in Brett Kamali and Robbie Faragentz. Sorry to keep you waiting, but my motto is better late than never. So uh, no doubt you both are pleased after the big win at Suncorp Stadium on uh, Sunday night. But the big news today, Noddy, is the fact that Nathan Cleary uh, could be out for an extended period. There is a little bit of talk that he could be out for the season as he sees a uh, specialist regarding his shoulder injury. What would that mean, worst case scenario for the Panthers?
1: Oh, worst-case scenario is they lose their star playmaker, uh, and obviously so influential with the with the Penrith side. His uh, kicking game, his goal kicking, uh, the combinations he's got, obviously with Jerome Luai and Isaiah Yo. So I think it's massively uh, important for Penrith um, that they don't lose him for the season. They have kept Matt Burton, which is a great decision to keep Matt Burton. But um, I, I think to win the competition this year, there's going to be a number of teams that will put their hands up late in the season. So I think you've got to have your best players and your full roster available to win the comp. So, um, yeah, amazing performance, as you said, Zach. Very happy to be a Blues fan. Um, great performance, two, two great performances from New South Wales. Too fast, too skillful. And in the end, uh, I thought the game, two was a great game of football to watch.
0: Robbie, just focusing on Nathan Cleary and his injury, uh, are you putting your red pen through the Panthers if he's ruled out for the year?
2: I don't think you put the red pen through them. I think the fact they've got Bird in there, they can step in and fill a role. You've got Tyra May as well, but there's no doubt that definitely weakens their side. He's the former player of the competition, uh, the Dahlia medalist in waiting. Um, and I think uh, it just makes their job a lot more difficult. I think when you look at that side at full strength at the moment, there's there's two teams in my opinion that can win the competition. That's that's Penrith and The Storm, and uh, they're streets ahead of everyone else. And I think this just levels, levels the playing field a little bit in terms of the Penrith side and what he brings. And, Uh, Yeah, not only his attacking game, his his kicking game, the repeat sets, but also defensively, he's quite strong at that edge. So uh, replacing him is going to be a very difficult task for them.
0: Best case scenario is that he only misses between one and four weeks. Noddy, uh, Brad Fieler, the Blues coach, has basically ruled him out of Origin 3. You've won the number seven jersey for the Blues. Who would you pick if you were the coach to replace Nathan Cleary for Game 3?
1: Yeah, well, I think, you know, the way they've defended so well, I think they won't maybe go out and find a, a specialist goal kicker. Uh, I know Nathan is a goal kicker and hasn't missed one in Origin this year, but they might just back their defence and sort of go with a, a Jerome Luai, who might play in the halves, uh, who obviously will play in the halves, but might be the game manager. So there's two probably two options. It's Mitchell Moses, um, you'd imagine, could potentially come in. Um, Cody Walker has played in the past. Um and obviously, Jack White, who's the Dally M580 and obviously uh, has played, you know, rep games before. So I don't know whether it will change too much. It's a big question for Brad Fitley. They might just back themselves. And again, we hear Freddie talk about the character of the person. So I think Freddie will pick someone that he feels comfortable come in and do the job. And they won't just pick a specialist goal kicker in some regards to Phil Nathan Cleary, who has done a wonderful job.
0: Robbie, if you were the hooker of the Blues, who would you like to be playing the number seven jersey if Nathan Cleary wasn't there?
2: Yeah, I think one of the names Noddy didn't mention there is Adam Reynolds. Uh, he's obviously been there before. When you talk about specialist goal kickers as well, yeah, he, he's probably uh, you know the strongest goal kicker in the competition, in my opinion. So, and, and yeah, for me, he's just a, a proper halfback. He can come in and organise a game and manage that game for New South Wales in game three. So, uh, in my opinion, I think he's a he's a big chance to getting in the nod. All right, so the Panthers tell
0: me they'll have an update on Nathan Cleary tomorrow after he sees specialist and speaks to his club physios. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, Noddy, you sat back. You were loving every second of game two. Now, you were part of the last Blues team that made it 3-0, the clean sweep back in the year 2000. When you look at the teammates that you had then and you compare that team to the current Blues, which is a better side, the one 21 years ago or the current Blues right now?
1: Can't believe you're asking that, Zach. Do you have to ask that question? <laughs> Of course. Now, obviously, the current... Yes, of course. Uh, Now, the current team, obviously, the the back line for New South Wales are amazing. Um, And again, to have only conceded six points in two State of Origin matches show how well they work together, how good they are defensively. So uh, this team, obviously, this year, will probably go down as one of the best State of Origin teams we've been able to put together. And the results will certainly support the fact that they've been the most dominant side so far the two matches in State of Origin, you know, record victory in, in game one and 26 nil, and Suncorp standing with desperation. I thought it was a, a great victory as well. So the back five for New South Wales are unbelievable. This is probably the best back five we've ever had. Uh, play for New South Wales for run meters, athleticism and skill. Um, and obviously, Luai and Nathan Cleary, two dominant halves.
0: All right, it's enough about you bragging, Noddy. We've got to get into the modern game and round 16 in the NRL. Yeah. kicks off on Thursday night. The Roosters up against the Melbourne Storm. Interestingly, at McDonald Jones Stadium uh, due to the COVID outbreak in Sydney, uh, let's look at the Roosters first. Sam Walker is back for the Tricolours. His return means Lachlan Lamb shifts to five-eighth. Joey Manu is in the centres and Joseph Suwali is out of the 17. Satili Tupunua missed the loss to the Panthers two weeks ago with a foot injury. He returns to partner Angus Crichton, the Blues back row, in the second row. Isaac Liu moves to lock, with Siwa's Siwa Tukayaho to the front row. Sam Verrills will start at hooker for just the second time this year. Andrew Hutchinson has been named on an extended bench, having recovered from broken ribs and a punctured lung. Let's look at the storm. And there's plenty of good news for Craig Bellamy's men. All their origin players have been named to back up. Co-captain Jesse Bromwich returns from an elbow injury in place of the suspended Nelson Asifa Solomona. And his brother Kenny bolsters their back row. He's back from broken ribs. Remus Smith and Brandon Smith will play despite picking up injuries in their win over the West Tigers. And in another major boost for Melbourne, they'll fly back to Melbourne tonight after seven weeks on the Sunshine Coast before flying to Newcastle later in the week. Now, the Roosters, uh, they're considered one of the best teams in the NRL, gents, but they haven't beaten a top four, a current top four side, in more than 12 months. Their last win against one of these top four sides, the Storm the Panthers, the Rabbitohs, or the Eels, was way back in June last year. So when it comes to the Storm and Panthers, they haven't beaten them since 2019. They've lost two heavy defeats against their arch rivals, the Rabbitohs. So, Robbie, they face each of these teams once in the back end of the year. They're already two wins behind the top four. How important is it for them to start beating these teams if they are a genuine threat in this year's comp?
2: Yeah, I think not only it's important in terms of their position on the ladder, but also yeah, the mental advantage they'll, gra- they'll gain from competing against one of these sides. Um, I think the obviously the lack of experience the Roosters having their squad this year, the, the fact they've lost uh, some players to retirement, obviously, uh, namely Boyd Cordner, Jake Friend, Brett Morris. Uh, you know, the list goes on. So they're, they're quite an inexperienced side at the moment. I think that's uh, that's where yeah the lack of game management and toughness comes in when you're playing against a better you know, better quality opposition. So. Yeah, for them, up against a a storm side this week, they're in red-hot form. Uh, I think they need to put in a red-hot performance and and try and compete with them and and really gain confidence heading into the back end of the year when, when they're expecting to play in some, you know, bigger games towards September.
0: Noddy, Robbie just mentioned that word game management. Mm -hmm. A lot falls on the shoulders of Sam Walker in his first year. Yes, he's got all the talent in the world, but he's been battered and bruised. So he's missed three weeks or been out for three weeks uh, with a shoulder problem. What will he learn from this time out? And will will we see a fresher Sam Walker in the back end of the year?
1: I I definitely think you'll see a fresher Sam Walker. Obviously, the first year of playing NRL football is extremely tough and he's had huge wraps put on him very, very early, and he's only very small as well. So physically, he's, he's going to be challenged this year. Um, I, I think sitting back and learning and being around the coach for two or three weeks whilst you're not playing will certainly uh, improve him. Obviously, they're getting some players back as well. You know, Verrill's, you know, when Jake Friend wasn't available, obviously, there was no Sam Verrill's available. Uh, Tupanua and Angus Crichton are both in the back row. Um, so they're starting to get all their players back, um, which is really, really important for them. So the kid will be under a lot of pressure. Uh, we saw how great James Tedesco was. The other night, and I wouldn't be surprised if, again, for the rest of this season, sometimes you might see a Joseph Manu potentially play 5 8 and let Sam Walker just be the game organiser and let Joseph Manu run around and um, be athletic as he does and just try and push support and play flat and fast. And then obviously, you've got Joseph Sawali then could come on the bench or come on into centre position. So I think the Roosters are in a good position here because they're starting to get some players back. They've lost a couple of big players, but at least the ones that they're relying on for the future are all starting to play again.
0: Robbie, it's been a frustrating month for uh, Cameron Munster, both on the injury front and an underwhelming uh, state of origin series so far. We, we know he gets frustrated, but do we think we'll see him back to his best from this weekend and for the run home for the Melbourne Storm?
2: Well, again, he at his best. As, as you mentioned, um, yeah, he's had to disrupt the season with injury and his he, and form through origin. For me, he looked like he was underdone. So, look, I'm not sure if he's still... Uh, carrying an injury, uh, he doesn't look like he's one hundred percent fit at the moment. So, uh, you know, similar to um, you know the Panthers missing Cleary, uh, you know, the Storm need Munster at full strength for them to to be a, a threat in this competition later in the year. So, uh, I think he's also you know, there's a lot of scrutiny around his game at the moment in terms of a lot of the the little niggling tactics that have come into play. So he's also got to be careful to to rein that in, or else he could find himself sitting on the sideline you know, at a crucial point of the t- uh, of the season for the Storm. All right, let's turn our attention
0: to Friday night, gents. The 6 o'clock game is on the Central Coast. It is the Warriors against the Dragons. A couple of new names are in for the Warriors as their captain returns to his favourite position. RTS is at fullback, replacing the injured Reese Walsh. As mid-season recruits, Dallin Watanay, Zalesniak, and Chad Townsend are sworn in immediately. Edward Cozzi makes his fourth NRL start on the wing. Uh, Ewan Aiken and Josh Curran are unavailable due to COVID-19 protocols. They were on a flight with a flight attendant who uh, unfortunately had COVID-19. Wade Egan returns at hooker. Kane Evans starts a prop. Ellie Kartora is promoted to start. And Tohu Harris moves to lock. Jazz Tavunga and Bailey Siranen drop back to the bench while Bunty Afoa comes into the 17. Some good news for the Dragons with Matt Dufty back after missing their win over the Raiders with a shoulder issue. Uh, with McKaylee Ravalawa banned for four weeks, Jared Bill shifts to the wing and Jack Bird moves back to the centres. There's still no Zach Lomax, though, as he battles to overcome a broken thumb. Josh Maguire and Tyrell Fuimaono return from suspension via the bench. Now, he's not playing this week, Robbie, but he will be back in the Warriors outfit in 2022 next year. Sean Johnson has signed a new two-year deal with his old club. Now, is it the right... Signing, or is it the popular signing?
2: Oh, it's a bit of nostalgia for me, mate. Uh, you know, <laughs> reminds me, obviously, yeah, going back home. So, look, I think, um, I think it's the right signing. I think he's obviously a, a local hero there. He's going to bring a lot of experience uh, to that side. He's been in really good form recently for the Sharks as well. So, um, I, I think it's great to see. I, I love to see, um, you know, the romance. You know that comes with the story as well and um yeah look I, I think he's got the right to go back there and finish his career so you know great move by the warriors
0: not even when we look at the dragons uh, there's been a lot of talk about anthony griffin and his uh, the, the fact that he should now look to the future he's told a couple of players they won't be part of the squad but they're in a yeah. position there's still plenty to play for this year how do you think he plays the back end of the year pick the full strength squad as players come back from injury or start to blood more of these younger guys wow.
1: Well, I suppose he's got to try and do both because, as you said, it's a big ask to bring these young kids in uh, next year in game one and say, hey, you guys are the future and now, you've got to start winning. So, um, you know, but obviously, Anthony Griffin is a coach who's also uh, under a bit of pressure to keep winning games of football. And when you make big decisions to move on some marquee players and some senior players, it's really important that you start winning those games of football. The Warriors is such a, t- a tough game for them this week as well. The Warriors would love to beat the Dragons and then go level with them on the ladder as well. So, um, They've got a really tough run home. If you think about the Roosters, Penrith, Raiders, and Rabbitohs, in some regards, uh, those, you know, those what's that? Five out of the last six are going to be pretty tough. So, um, I don't know what way they go. I think he's made some strange decisions already. Anthony Griffin with moving some players on and telling them that the future is the kids. Um, and sometimes if they're good enough, if they're good enough, they're old enough. So maybe he's got to pick the kids now.
0: All right, we're going to turn our attention to the late game on Friday. It's a blockbuster, sadly, in front of no fans at BlueBet Stadium. The Panthers taking on the Eels in the Battle of the West, as we spoke about earlier. Nathan Cleary will not line up on Friday night because of his shoulder problem. Matt Burton shifts to halfback. Dylan Edwards is out with a foot injury he's been managing for most of the year, so Charlie Staines will play at fullback. Brent Naden comes onto the wing for his first match of the year, and Tyrone May will play in the centres. There is, however, a big inclusion in the second row. Viliami Kikau returns from a hamstring strain, so Blues forward Liam Martin drops back to the bench. Now to the Eels, Mike Acebo is back from suspension, replacing Sean Russell on the wing. There's no return to Reid Manning, meaning he's unlikely to make his origin debut for the Maroons, so Joey Laksic keeps his spot at hookup. Oregon Confuci and Bryce Cartwright come back onto the bench with Nathaniel Roach and Keegan Hipgrave making way Their big prop up front, Regan Campbell-Gillard, reaches game 150 this week against his former club on Friday night. Robbie, we've seen the Panthers struggle in recent weeks without their origin stars, especially Nathan Cleary. But how do you think they can overcome that loss immediately? The first week that they know they don't have Nathan Cleary in the halves.
2: Yeah, as you said, they have struggled. Uh, I think the challenge now for them is, is to, I guess, bounce back after that. Yeah, the, the emotion of winning origin, I think, can go one of two ways. I think you either take that that emotion back to your club and, and it can really uh, yeah, grow you as a as a player and, and as a team or uh, there might be a bit of a hangover from that as well. So But they've got a few changes in their back line as well, so a bit of disruption there with positional changes. As you mentioned, uh, Brenton Aiden comes back in. Uh, interesting that they've moved Charlie Staines to fullback and not Stephen Crichton. That's, that's been playing there when, when Dylan Edwards has been missing. So... Um, and then Tyro May back in the centre as well. So, yeah, for them defensively, especially uh, on the edges, they've got to get that right against uh, the Parramatta halves that are, that are in pretty good form at the moment. Noddy, when well, we've seen Matt Burton in the halves without
0: Luai or Cleary there, we haven't seen him at his best. But what do we think the, the inclusion of Jerome Luai alongside will do for Matt Burton on Friday night?
1: Well, I think it'll make him feel very, very comfortable. Obviously, the development of Jerome Loy um, from, you know, last year off into the grand final to now being a state of origin player and a very good state of origin player in his two games of, of for the New South Wales this year. So, I, you know, what you're going to get, you're probably going to get, it'd be interesting who plays the halfback role uh, and the genuine game manager in the kicking game. They're both left foot kickers. So, um, whoever predominantly kicks down the left edge will be where you think the ball will go. So, um Both great runners of the ball as well. Um, Isaiah Yeo was obviously so important to the Penrith outfit with the connection of the middle forwards and passing the ball to the halves on the back of the the set play. So uh, I think Matt Burton, he's played centre and he was in contention to play for New South Wales as a centre. That's how how good he goes in any position. So I think now he's a a regular first grader uh, and the pressure's not on him to come in and just play well, otherwise he goes back and he's got a contract for next year. I think we'll see the best out of Matt Burton for the end of this season, whether it is in the halves for a few weeks uh, or in the centres when he goes back there, with, if Nathan Cleary returns.
0: They both love the left side, and so does Viliami out, <laughs> who's a big hit for the Panthers. <laughs> when we focus our attention to the Eels, Robbie, uh, I guess a lot of the talk will now be about Mitch Moses and the fact that he's genuinely in line for his Blues uh, debut. Is it going to be a motivation or a distraction for him, do you think?
2: Well, I guess that's, that's, on, that's on him, really. I guess that, that'll show in how he handles the game this weekend. There's no better audition for him than coming up uh, you know, Penrith side. That's you know, equal first on the ladder, I think. So um, if he can come out this week and, and put on a man-of-the-match performance against a strong Penrith side, well, then it's only going to push his name even further for, for game three. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how he handles it this weekend.
0: And uh, as I mentioned, it is the Battle of the West. The Panthers haven't lost a blue bed stadium, not East since July 2019, 16 straights. Yeah. Surely the Eels are licking their lips, knowing that there won't be, you know, the, the Black Army there, they won't be there screaming out in force. It'll be empty.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's a great time to get them in minute. You know, the, the empty stadium is a very weird venue to play in front of. Uh, the home team only gets a lift and a buzz and excitement because Penrith fans... Have been making the, as you said, Bluebet Stadium full every time they run out there and play well. And obviously, there's no Nathan Cleary. So you look at it and go, uh, you know, this is a great time to get him. No Dylan Edwards as well. So the one and the seven, two of their regular spines are missing. So, you know, I think you'd be very, very confident. And I, I agree with what Robbie said. You know, I think Mitchell Moses, this is definitely a state of origin audition for Mitchell Moses playing against. You know, a team that's at the top of the competition. Um, The halfbacks injured for New South Wales. It's about handling the pressure, putting his name forward. And if he has a big performance, then I think it'll nearly say to Brad Fittler, I can handle the big occasions and, and give me an opportunity to play Origin.
0: All right, we have to turn our attention to Saturday afternoon footy. It's the Bulldogs against the Seagulls. Trent Barrett and Des Hasler come up against their old clubs with Katoa, Napa, Shop, Woodell, and Wakeham all unavailable due to COVID-19 breaches and a couple of fresh injuries. Barrett has been forced to make a host of changes. The big news is Kyle Flanagan's return in his first NRL match since he was dropped in round nine. Nick, Kotrich uh, is due uh, is out due to a head knock. With Corey Allen getting his shot on the wing, Jackson Torpenny replaces the injured Adam Elliott in the back row, while Falakiko, Manu, Bailey, Bindio. Biondi Odo and Chris Patolo are all named to make their NRL debuts. Let's look at Manly. They are two Trabojeviches in their lineup this week, but Jake is not one of them, as he came to use his rehab from a hip or glute injury. Uh, Manly's origin duo, Tondra Bojevich and Daly Cherry Evans, have both been named to play. After uh, scoring 50 points or more in back to back matches, Des Hasler hasn't made any. Other changes, uh, Noddy. Those five players that I rattled off at the start. How much have they let their teammates, their coach, and the Bulldogs fan club uh, down?
1: Yeah, oh, they've let them down a lot. Yeah, obviously everyone knows the rules and the protocols of, of what happens with COVID. I don't know, and I know from a, it's adjusted quickly for the players, but they're obviously they're inside the bubbles. Uh, the ability for the game to keep going. Um, to, to have breaches, it just totally lets the football club down. Trent Barrett, and the last four to six weeks, I started feeling like the dogs are starting to buy into what Trent Barrett is trying to coach them. They got some you know, some speed back to their halves. They had a great victory the other week. Um, it was out there on the Sunday afternoon. Um, and it, it felt like they were getting better. And now they've certainly been let down enormously. So, um, yeah, I think it's really disappointing. I think Trent would be disappointed with the players. The players should be disappointed. And definitely the fans should say, hang on a sec, guys. You get, to pay, you get paid good money to play football, just just for now, follow the rules. I don't know why they're getting it wrong.
0: Robbie, with uh, Brandon Wakeham out this weekend, is this last chance saloon for Kyle Flanagan, especially at the Bulldogs?
2: Yeah, it's, it's obviously a big opportunity for him. Uh, there was a lot of, I guess, talk around the last time uh, he got left out of the side, and uh, he's waited a long time now for another opportunity. So especially with some new halves coming to the, the club next year. Um, uh, he's got to stand up this week and, and show that he's capable of, of handling you know, NRL football and leading this side around. So a uh, big, big opportunity for Cole Flanagan this week and I really hope he does well because yeah, he's had a tough time for the last couple of months and I, I think he's a good kid and, it, and he's, there's a good NRL player there in him and uh, he just needs a, you know, a bit of confidence and, and some time there in, in the grade around a good side that uh, can allow him to play his best football. Naughty, Manly have been on the up throughout the last
0: few weeks. Uh, two 50-point wins in recent weeks before the break for Origin. They've got a pretty good run home. But what do we need to see from them this weekend against a struggling team with three debutants to prove that they are a genuine threat this year?
1: Well, they probably just need Tom to stay fit. Um, that's the biggest thing that needs to happen for Manly. Uh, when he, you know, against the Titans the other week, he flicked a switch in the second half and they played... Um, well, I think that Des Hasler and I think Robbie and I were both saying about a Dez Hasler coach side is normally a very good defensive team and they started this year very poor defensively uh, and last year they finished the season very, very poor defensively. So they've got plenty of points in them in attack. Um, Tom, Tom is the most influential player on his day in the competition to, to, to score points. So if they can defend very well and get into a good arm wrestle, they've got, you know, Cherry Evans and Tom are there at this stage to win matches. Ribbon Garrick, I think, is leading point scorer at the moment as well. So... A lot of good things going for them. I think they're actually the third team that can win the competition. I actually think they're generally sneaking up there, and and they're not as good as Penrith and Melbourne. But if there's a few injuries to Penrith and Melbourne, then I think Manly are a side that can challenge in the, in the big dance. And obviously they're well coached by Des Hasler, who's won premierships. So I think I think Manly might be a little bit of a dark horse in this title title race.
0: Speaking of that man, Des Hasler, he would be hating you. None none of this flying (laughs) under under the radar. radar. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Des. We have to turn our attention to the second game on a Saturday afternoon. It's the Raiders hosting the Titans down at GIO Stadium at 5.30 p.m. After missing the last seven matches with shoulder and knee injuries, co-captain Jared Croker is back in the centres with Sebastian Chris. Some good news for the Green Machine today with Chris and Xavier Savage re-signing with the club until the end of 2024 and 2023, respectively. In other news... Uh, Ryan Sutton will start at lock in place of Sia Soliola. Raiders veteran Jordan Rappiner will play his 150th NRL match. To the Titans, in a huge boost, AJ Brimson returns from a knee injury in his first match in State of Origin 1. Corey Thompson's long-awaited return from an ankle surgery sees Greg Marju drop out of this 21, while Sam Stone falls to 18th man. Origin Trio, Tino Fasua, mahalawi David Fafida and Mo Fodawaka are all named to back up from Game 2. In a further boost, skipper Kevin Proctor returns from suspension and both Firma and Sam Lassone return from injury. Robbie, after so much unrest in the lead-up to last weekend's break, George Williams, Josh Hodgson, uh, plenty of pressure on Ricky, uh, losing record, you name it. Could they use that break in the season as a reset button? Do you think Ricky would have really used that to his advantage and we'll see a different rate aside side from this weekend?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, you know, when you look at what they've been going through, I think the break really came at a good time for them. Um, I think the fact that uh, Jared Croker's back this week as well, gives them that on-field leadership. He's obviously the club captain and having him back's a major boost. So uh, hopefully he can settle the ship for them with, with all the issues that they've got going on off the field. And uh, it's, a, it's a massive game for the Raiders this week. I think uh, their season's on the line. They're back home, um, you yeah, know, down in Canberra and, uh, they need a win this week against the Gold Coast side. That's, that's been really consistent of late. And I think if they don't win this week, uh, I think that's just going to continue to pull the pressure on. And uh, I think their top eight chances are gone. So, uh, yeah, good time for the break. Back to your original question. I think great time for the break. Uh, but they need to come out this week and and show a reaction.
0: Noddy, David Fafita is the highest paid forward in the game, one of the biggest and best forwards in the game, but he hasn't been at his best. How do the Titans get him firing when they need him most? Do they move him from the edge to the middle to get him more involved so he doesn't go missing?
1: Yeah, it's really hard, isn't it? Because I think he's one of the most influential forwards in the game. There's no, no other forward can score some of the tries that we have seen him score on some moments, but you're right. There's been a lack of opportunity from David Fafita uh, I think it's probably, he started the year off obviously with a virus, which maybe put him a little bit behind, which meant he wasn't firing for match fitness and, 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 and did a big off season. And then obviously they've been been inconsistent in the Titans as well. So, and I thought on the week, I thought in Origin the other day that you know, having him come off the bench would be really good for him as well because he avoids the first 20 minutes of an arm wrestle. Then they can bring him on while he's fatigued. And, you know, it didn't make a great impact in Origin either. So it's it's interesting. Josh, you uh, Justin Hobbrook will have to certainly work out what's the best way to get the best out of him because, as you said, he's a marquee signing. He's a great player, but they just need more input from him.
0: Yep, certainly do. Let's turn our attention to the late game on a Saturday, a second game in Newcastle for all those Nova out there who love their footy. This time, their home team, the Knights, against the Cowboys. There's some good news for Knights fans. Well, we all hope anyway. Caelan Ponga has been named to play after missing six games with a groin injury. Despite suffering an ankle injury in the win over the Warriors, Kurt Mann has been named at centre. So Brodie Jones drops back to the bench. Jake Clifford will come up against his old side. He's in the halves alongside Mitchell Pearce. Todd Payton has named an unchanged 17 to the side that went down narrowly to the Sharks. Valentine Holmes, Carl Felt and Francis Molo are set to all back up after turning out for the Maroons on a Sunday night. Robbie, uh, the Knights have been questioned in terms of their attitude, their determination, their ability to get the job done when they should. But they did against the Warriors in a really tight tussle. What can a win like that do? Can it turn their season around after so much inconsistency over the first 15 rounds?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think sometimes you gain a lot of confidence out of, out of winning ugly, and that's what they did last start against the Warriors. Uh, Mitch Pierce was back. Uh, obviously, I think a massive boost for them. Uh, they're a lot more settled in the halves now with himself and, and Jay Clifford there. And, uh, you yeah, know, they've got a decent run home. So uh, another massive game. When you look at games you know like this one, uh, you, know, they're where they, but they, you know, the size that are fighting for those you know, bottom two or three spots in the eight, they're so crucial. So... Uh, this will be a game at home that they'll, they'll be expected to win. And I think, as you said, they can take a lot of confidence out of their, their last win and, and they can really springboard them into a, a strong back half of the year.
0: Noddy, we see two relatively yeah. new halves combinations in action this weekend, namely Jay Clifford against his former team and Tom Dearden, uh, who is now wearing his old number seven jersey. Yeah. Surely there'll be some extra motivation there from both of those parts, namely from Jay Clifford.
1: Yeah, that's right. Well, Tom and gets an opportunity to go to the Cowboys and probably start of his career. And he'll have Chad Townsend in the hearts with him next year. But as you said, Jake Clifford um, had grown up wanting to play for the Cowboys, got an opportunity to play for the Cowboys. And now, unfortunately, he's left that club uh, and he's moved to Newcastle. I, I think, you know, the reason the, the Knights went very well last week was because they started to get a few of their, their big name players back. And I think Pierce will be a really good help for Jake Clifford's development. Um, he'll understand what game management's about. Mitchell Pearce is very good at that. Mitchell Pearce will do a lot of the kicking. So Jake Clifford will just get the float around and, and, and get the ball when he wants the ball. Uh, and obviously, Calum Ponga gets to sit on the left edge and Clifford gets to sit on the right edge. So I think he would like to, you know, he celebrated his last game for the Cowboys uh, and then moved to Newcastle. I think he'd love to, uh, to celebrate a win against the Cowboys for Newcastle and just just remind them what they've let go
0: Turning our attention to Sunday afternoon footy. That's right, the Broncos are playing this Sunday afternoon against the Sharks at Suncorp Stadium from 2 p.m. and Kevin Walters has rung the changes. Jermaine Ozarko and Corey Oates have both earned recalls on the wing. Xavier Coates is being rested after Origin 2. Katoni Stags makes his long awaited return from an ACL injury last year. Brody Croft is set to make his first start since round seven at halfback, with Tyson Gamble shifting to 5'8. The Carmichael Hunt experiment appears to be over. Another out of favour half, Anthony Milford is in jersey 21. With Tavita Pangai Jr. suspended, TC Ribardi moves into the second row. Thomas Flegler will play lock and Keenan Palacia is promoted to the bench. Let's look at the Sharks now. Their coach Josh Hanna has named the same 17 that defeated the Cowboys in Townsville a fortnight ago. Wade Graham remains unavailable as he looks to overcome the head knock from three weeks ago and Josh Dugan is still out of the 17. The out-of-contract centre is now under investigation after an alleged COVID-19 protocol breach. Now, Noddy, Katoni Staggs will make his long-awaited return from a long injury layoff. September last year was his last NRL match. Is the right move for him to return at centres and not in the halves this week?
1: Yeah, I think so, especially coming back from a big injury. Uh, Been out of the game for a fair while now, and I think there's thoughts that he will be the long-term 5'8 up there at the Brisbane Broncos. He's committed to the club and will stay there. But I suppose you bring him back, get a bit of match fitness, play in the centres. You're not so vulnerable, I suppose, defensively, uh, as the three men would be more than the two men. So I think it's a a nice way of easing him back into the match. Um, I, I think... It's a great run of the ball. Uh, so you get Adam Reynolds that goes there next year, who is that traditional game manager in the halfback in the kicking game. So I look forward to seeing whether Katani Staggs can turn into that running 5'8", um, like a Jack White, and I suppose, in some regards, and be really good for the Brisbane Broncos. So just good for the Broncos that, uh, you know, they've a quality player is back playing for them.
0: Robbie, given we expect Katoni to line up in the halves alongside Adam Reynolds next year, do you expect him to play sometime in the number six jersey between now and the end of the year?
2: I think so. I think obviously their season's gone. Um, yeah, no chance of making the, the top eight. So you got to ha- start yeah, having one eye on next season. And if that's a long term view of the club, that yeah he is going to be the six next year. Then uh, there's no better opportunity than to give him those games towards the back end of this year and uh, let him just gain that confidence in that in that jersey and the understanding of of what it takes to play in that role. Now, Noddy, everyone was
0: heartbroken for Paul Ronaldo Mulatalo on Sunday. His origin dream was crushed on the morning of due to his ineligibility to represent Queensland. He now gets his chance to play at Suncorp Stadium, although it is against the Broncos in an NRL match on a Sunday, a week after he was meant to realise or thought he'd realise that dream. Will we see the best game he's ever played or potentially the worst, given how emotional the week's been?
1: Yeah, it's, it's going to be a hard one, isn't it, Zach? you think he'd want to play the house down and say how good his origin debut could have been, but he, I would have thought he'd be emotionally drained. He'd be shattered from the fact he didn't get the play state of origin. It's quite bizarre how, how he even got the level of him being eligible or not eligible or the outcome of the situation. So, um, you know, he's a very confident person off the field, so I think he'll shake it off. So I expect him to play very, very well. Um, the Sharks, who have been winning it um, the last few weeks, they've sort of found some form. Uh, and he's got a good combination there with Will Chambers. So, I, you know, the Sharks have got a reasonably good run home, so I think they'll want to keep winning. Uh, They'll want to certainly, you know, think that they're a chance of beating the Broncos. It wouldn't be a game that they've calculated in losing, Um, and I think they're actually, you know, Turn the corner, learn how to defend a bit tougher. Um, and obviously, with Johnson and Moylan, that combination's working. And then, uh, you know, I suppose Johnson's got a future now. We know where he's heading. I suppose it's up for Matt Moylan to try and sell to the club that they should sign him moving forward.
0: Speaking of futures, uh, do you like the sound of the Brisbane Sharks, Noddy? <laughs>
1: I did read that today. I thought it was very interesting. And it does make sense from... uh, It was the Queensland, I think, Rugby League chairman that made the comment. I don't think there's enough talent to go around and and create another team. Uh, I think that'll certainly dilute the competition we've got. Um, So I certainly think there is a a look at relocation. Um, If that's the business sense that I can see, I think Cronulla uh, have never been in a better financial position in the history of the the game. They've sold all that land off, got all the development money, own their own venue. So I would certainly think that there's a criteria the NRL have to come up with if they want to relocate a team because I would have thought there'd be no club from Sydney who will put their hand up to relocate.
0: Yeah, not at all. That, no that, anyway, is
1: that the political answer?
0: <laughs> I just thought you'd just go, I absolutely hate it. Anyway, I've got to move on to uh, the West Tigers and the Rabdos, the final game for round 16 in the NRL this weekend. Both teams facing off Sunday afternoon at Leichardt Oval. Now, Michael McGuire hasn't grabbed for the axe despite the West Tigers coming off a 50-point loss to the Storm. Adam Dewey returns from a head knock to replace Tommy Talao in the centres. Joe Offhand and Alex Safefarth have traded places, while Sean Blaw and Thomas McKayley have overcome ankle and knee injuries respectively to be named on the bench. Moses Mbai is set to make his 150th NRL appearance. South City have named all five of their origin stars to play on Sunday. There's no changes in their back line with Tane Milne keeping his spot on the wing ahead of Josh Mansour, who is named as a reserve. Benji Marshall, how good's this? He's back at Leichardt. Sadly, though, in front of no fans, meaning Blake Uh, Tuff is out of the 17. Tavita Totola looks set to miss after six weeks with an MCL injury. Jame Selly starts in his place and Liam Knight comes onto the bench. Uh, Robbie, the biggest question we need answered here on today's show. Will you be sitting on the scoreboard greeting Benji as he returns to Leichardt? Mate, I'll be
2: out there in the blue shirt spraying him with water as I run past. (laughs) um, he, he, He can't He can't get heckled by the crowd. It's going to be an empty stadium, so I might as well heckle him myself.
0: But just on that, he would have had this earmarked and on his radar for a long, long time. His return to Leichardt Oval against his old club. It's going to be a weird, weird feeling, isn't it? And no doubt, he will hear you now. He might not have heard you if there was fans (laughs) screaming for him or against him, but he'll hear every word you throw at him.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's quite disappointing, I think – you know, the Tigers fans love Benji and always will. Um, and there's no doubt that he would have got a welcome reception this Sunday at Leichhardt, even though he's in opposition colours. So um, it would have been awesome for Benji to have one last game there at Leichhardt in front of a full stadium. But unfortunately, it's, it's in front of an empty crowd. So uh, just disappointing the, the, the way the timing is with COVID at the moment. that That's the case. And, and um, yeah, as I mentioned, oh, there's no doubt he would have got an awesome reception from from the, the Tigers faithful.
0: Noddy, how did the Tigers overcome their 66-16 to 16 loss to the Melbourne Storm yeah. a couple of weeks ago? Does Madge get him in? Do they review it like Paul Green made the Maroons sit through Origin 1? Or does he just go, righto, boys, forget about it, let's move on, turn the page, back into the year, we've got to start fresh.
1: Well, that certainly worked for the Queensland side, didn't it, watching what happened in game one. Um, So I I would have thought the players would be um, hurting a little bit. Their pride would be hurting. It wasn't so much even the Melbourne Storm match. It was the match before that as well, the Parramatta clash at Bank West. They've sort of had two pretty poor efforts defensively. So um, I don't think Malcolm Maguire would have to do much coaching this week. They've had the bye. Uh, It's about coming back, um, ripping in, playing really tough, um, scrambling for each other. You know the left edge for South Sydney is where a lot of the points is going to come. Uh, or they're going to try and score uh, for South Sydney. So it's just, you know, get back on the horse, fight as hard as you can, scramble it out. Um, and just the biggest thing you need to walk off at full time and at least know you've had a good dig on Sunday afternoon. Uh, mightn't beat South Sydney, but just have a be proud of your effort in, in that game.
0: All right, that wraps up round 16, of course, with uh, a lot of fans locked out of games this weekend due to COVID-19. You can tune in via Channel 9, uh, Fox Sports, Sky New Zealand, KO and watch NRL as well. Now, was there something I forgot at the top of the show? Was it something about headline predictions oh, for the last week? Oh. All right, you usually get them wrong, but I've heard <laughs> there's some good news this week. Let's roll the tape.
1: Alex Johnson, the score, another
2: hat-trick. Murray, long Trying to get it to that man out there, Alex Johnston. And get him his third hat-trick in a row. I was going to say Alex Johnston hat-trick, but I'll just go south to win by 40-plus. Sunday afternoon football to Gold Coast. 60-plus points in that game. I think is right a on. lot of high The Seagulls, 56.
1: The Titans, 24. Ah... Mm. Uh,
2: Robbie congratulations it's taking you 17 weeks to finally get one
1: right
2: (laughs) I retire I'm not giving a prediction this week I'm done Yeah. 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 on the
0: rundown it just says here uh, headline prediction for round 16 so I'll give you a bit of time Robbie yeah Noddy I'll go to you first what's your prediction for this weekend
1: Uh, the, the top two teams that are leading the competition everyone thinks they're way out in front will both be beaten in this weekend's rounds of matches
0: so you're picking a Roosters and a Parramatta mm. Eels victory.
1: Mm. Yes, Melbourne and okay. Penrith to lose to, to to throw the competition nice and open.
2: Okay, Robbie, over to you. You have I, to do it. I was actually going to, yeah, I was actually going to predict a, a, a Roosters upset this week as well. So can I run with that, or does it have to be different to Noddy? No, that's fine. You can
0: follow Noddy in a battle, which <laughs> you're basically just being cursed now. You won't get it two two weeks in a row. <laughs>
1: Oh, great to have you back, Zach. Thanks for joining us.
0: Well, it's great to have you guys back. Uh, Thank you for joining me from your lounge rooms. Uh, Apologies again to all of our viewers out there for coming to you late. Uh, Noddy, Robbie, stay safe over the next couple of weeks. Best of luck to the West Tigers uh, this weekend up against Benji Marshall at Leichhardt Oval on Sunday. And thank you for joining us once again. Stay safe as uh, COVID-19 outbreak uh, is uh, currently underway in Sydney. Hopefully it gets better over the next couple of weeks. And uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. Tuesday.